This is the Dallas Morning News. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm food editor Aaron Bookie, and I host our food podcast at the Dallas Morning News called Eat Drink DFW. Each week, we're dropping a segment of the show right here in this feed. If you want to hear the full show and make sure you never miss an episode, then just search for Eat Drink DFW wherever you get your podcasts. You'll also find links for it at dallasnews.com slash listen. Happy eating. Welcome back, everyone. Be sure to go to dallasnews.com slash food after this for information on our show and lots of food and drink stories. And you can always share your thoughts with us at eatdrink at dallasnews.com. Later on, we'll be talking to Chef Dean Fearing. But right now, I'm joined by food writers Sarah Blaskovich and Claire Baller to talk about what's trending. So guys, I saw this story last week that I know was created specifically for the purpose of discourse. So we'll be discoursing it. So New York Magazine did this whole article on current etiquette. And I love that the headline was, do you know how to act right? (laughs) So blamey. I know it's very blamey. But I do feel like three years into the pandemic, like we've lost a lot of societal norms. So there are two sections that concern diners and going to restaurants. One is going out and staying in. Then they have a whole thing on tipping, which Claire, I think it really reflected a lot of the stuff you wrote in your tipping story. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to read one that I thought was really interesting. No deciding your order at the counter. When you roll up, speak up. Yes. Um, If your burger is becoming a salad, your restaurant order modifications have gone too far. Agreed. (laughs) I read the story in part because many people on Twitter came out to say they didn't need to be told how a couple of people in New York think that the rest of us should act. So this story came to me through the negative lens of people who were hurt by it, Mm -hmm. which is always a hilarious reason to read anything because it says a lot about the people who wrote it and it says a lot about the people who tweeted about it. But one that I liked uh, was, this is not having to do with restaurants. It's number 27. It says, the proper response to being told something you already know isn't, I know. It's, (laughs) you're right. And conversationally, have we ever talked to somebody and yeah, you tell them something they know and they go, I know. And then you're like, okay. (laughs) When somebody validates you, you tell them something they already know and they say, you're right. You're like, well, yeah, I am right. It just feels nice. It's a great way to not kill a conversation. And so that one resonated with me. And um, we're also all looking for personal validation as we read this list and realize how much better we are than other people. Uh, And I will say there were a couple where I was like, yeah, I do that. And I think I do do the you're right instead of I know. So that one felt just a little little nice gold star. Yeah, I like that. Because we definitely get that a lot as journalists. Like you go out and about and people are like, did you hear about blah, blah, blah? It's like, yes, I work for a newspaper. And I probably actually wrote that story. (laughs) And what about you, Claire? The food modifications one stood out to me. I see this happen a lot where people seem to not maybe do their research before they go to a restaurant and understand what this restaurant does well and what they don't specialize in. And so I think if you're looking for a vegetarian burger at a place that does not have them, maybe you pick the wrong spot. Right. Like you go into a restaurant thinking of what you want to eat instead of what they're actually offering you. Yeah. Not everything is customized. 
high school. There were also a few things on here about the bill, like when you're going out with friends that I thought were kind of interesting. I hadn't really heard these rules before, but for group dinners with friends, always split the bill evenly. I think absolutely, yes. I love this. And if you're the person who orders half of a salad and shares it with the person across from you and then doesn't order any drinks, don't go eat with the group. (laughs) So, um, and also I liked this one. If you're drinking and I'm not, offer to pay the entire tip. And I assume that means drinking alcohol because that's expensive. Yeah, I love that. I mean, I think that if you're going to split the bill evenly, everybody's going to know it's not exactly even. So then be the person who realizes that you got something extra. Or just say, hey, I've got cash for the tip. So everybody just leave the exact same amount. I'm going to leave cash on the table. There are ways to split the bill that make people comfortable. Also, um, I tend to be the person in my group who likes to pick the spot or is asked to pick the spot since you know we all write about food. Being the spot picker is really important because you know your audience. So like, who are you going with? Is everybody cool spending $100 a person or is that too much of a reach? Do you have people in the group who like to drink wine? Do you have people who are cocktail people? Picking the right place for a group has just as much to do with then how the splitting of the check goes. I'm also, I'm an advocate for just putting it on one card and sorting it out after. Having been a server was always great when groups would handle it that way too. With Venmo and things, it's so easy to just do that. Just throw one card down, sort it out between yourselves how you want to sort it out after the fact. That's a great point, Claire. That's even better than splitting it actually because then if you do have somebody who got half of a salad, you can just get all those credit card points or whoever's the person taking the bill. Yeah. Or if you're the person who wanted to split a bottle of wine with one other person, you feel like you can do so without increasing everyone else's part of the bill. Yeah. And that's a good point about Venmo. Like it's so easy to like pay people back now. There's even the request function on Venmo. I was just on a bachelorette party. We split a lot of stuff and the person who paid just would send a Venmo request. It doesn't come across as rude when you get that text message. And then it's so super easy just to fulfill that request right then. I went to a different city with 10 people I didn't know. And there was like no difficulty or even a lot of discussion about how stuff was paid for. It's the first time it's ever happened and it was because of Venmo. And also there is a Venmo item on this list that says Venmo's remind button is too aggressive. Text them instead. <laughs> I didn't I don't think I even knew that there is a remind button. And I think the remind button is different than request. I think request is the first time out. Remind maybe now you're needling. Okay, so here's one that involves some math. Number 59 is the correct number of slices of pizza to order for a group of X people is 2x plus X divided by three. Look, this is why this list went out the door for so many people. It's items like this where you're like, first of all, don't make me math that. But second of all, there are parts of this list that just feel really stupid. And this is one of them. I feel like the correct number is however many numbers of pizza each person wants to eat. And then you add that up. Too simple, Claire. You didn't New York that quite enough. There's one that says don't go into a phone vortex at dinner. Yeah. And that one was a big yes for me. It ties in to my issue with restaurant QR code menus, which we've talked about before. I get why people still use them at restaurants. It's a lot more sanitary. But it just is an invitation for people to start off their meals with their heads on their phones. I agree. Also, there was this other one that I've never been to a party like this, but let me know if you guys have. If you put out bowls of cigarettes at a party, you have to let people smoke inside. Yeah, no. (laughs) 
No. No, that has New York written all over it. Also, no to smoking inside. <laughs> bowl of cigarettes or no bowl of cigarettes. No smoking inside, yeah. period. Okay, so under the tipping section, I thought this was interesting and pretty reflective of what Claire wrote for us a few weeks ago. The new tipping rules. At restaurants, the previous range of socially acceptable and ethically expected tips was 15 to 20%. Now it's 20 to 25 At coffee shops, coffee carts, cafes, and bodegas, tip at least 20%. Which is much higher than what I was told from restaurant workers here in Dallas. So maybe that's just a big difference between New York and Dallas. If your order is only coffee, you may tip $1. If you're buying an item that involves no preparation, you're just being handed something, you can do a smaller amount. When picking up takeout at a restaurant, you must tip at least 10% is what this story says. And I think that's kind of what yours said as well, Claire. Yeah. And at a bar, tip at least $1 per drink if you're getting a beer and 20% for a cocktail. I guess they're trying to say that you made a cocktail versus you opened a beer. It's 20% at bars, period. Okay. So Sarah, as we get closer to Valentine's Day, I know you had a certain dish you wanted to talk about. Yes. We started making marry me chicken in my house. This has been all over the internet in the last couple of months. It is not a new dish. It is not full of ingredients that you've never heard of or cooked with. It is new to my house and I love it so much. So we made marry me chicken a lot in December, but now it's Valentine's Day. And so anybody who needs a really nicely named dish to make their sweetheart, although be careful, it's called marry me chicken. So if you're not looking for him or her to marry you, you know, you're going to have to say the name, but marry me chicken is easy to make. It is basically a chicken dish with heavy cream, chicken stock, some Parmesan cheese and sun-dried tomatoes. And you make a beautiful thickish broth and you cook the chicken in that sauce. And then you serve it in like a low pasta bowl with some cheese over top. We've also added some mushrooms. We've added spinach. We've added whatever seemed to be in the fridge at the time. It's hard to mess up and it just is a beautiful, delicious dish. So if anybody needs a Valentine's idea, Marry Me Chicken is a great one to make at home. Does it use like a whole chicken or chicken quarters or can it be boneless, skinless chicken? We do boneless, skinless at my house, chicken breasts, but mm-hmm. uh, you could probably use whatever you have as long as you, if you got some in your freezer and can let it thaw in time. This is one of those dishes that is just based on the sauce. You could probably also put something other than chicken in it. Yeah. Now that I say that, we've done this with portobello mushrooms because my brother's vegetarian. Same thing, super delicious. And that creamy broth, which we use vegetable stock instead of chicken, also turned out really nice. Okay. And so moving on, we recently had a story about a new sandwich that has made its debut in Dallas, and it's called the Chopped Cheese. Writer Kevin Gray wrote about it actually after he came on our podcast and told us about it. And we were like, what is that? He says, I will have to go find some in Dallas for you. So he found some at some pop-ups and at Shug's Bagels. And I just recommend that everyone go to dallasnews.com slash food and read about it because Kevin said he got a lot of emails and texts from New York transplants who were excited about it and also skeptical. You can try it and see for yourself. All right. Thanks, guys. Stick around. We're going to talk to Chef Dean Fearing. That's right after this. Eat Drink DFW from the Dallas Morning News is made possible by Central Market. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. 
Listen to Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.